Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. You cannot avoid the cost of living crisis. And the doll recess began on Thursday, July the 14th, with politicians not due back until September the 14th. They're very quick. The Count Corolla, by the way, was quick to point out that he doesn't want any commentary saying that TDs or senators were off on their hollybops. But they are on their hollybops, really, aren't they? And he urged TDs not to engage in the greater cynicism that they will all be on their summer holidays, stating that work will continue in their constituency. Their constituency offices will not close and will not turn off their phones or turn off the lights. But realistically, they're not there, are they? A lot of them are gone. And by the way, you're entitled to a couple of weeks' holidays. Everyone's entitled to a couple of weeks' holidays. It is a job like any other job. But eight weeks seems a bit much, particularly when the country is probably in the worst crisis financially that it's ever been in in the history of the state when it comes to the cost of living. And while August is usually by pot and well, by journalists is dubbed the silly season, in reality, there hasn't been a silly season for a number of years because if you remember last year, it was a pone gate. The year before was golf gate, happened in August. And politicians now enter the summer cautiously knowing that the next controversy is just around the corner. Well, I'll tell you what the next controversy is. The next controversy is that the politicians, just like the ones in England who are being called back to Parliament, uh, the politicians in Ireland are on their hollybops while the country is falling apart at the seams, financially. And people are crippled. Literally, people, we are getting emails. I mentioned this last night, and I tell you no lie. We get approximately 30, 40 emails of people looking to do topics on the show every single day. And out of those, Ashton and, and, and Ruth will verify, the vast majority that we get nowadays are from people who cannot make ends meet. Some of them are quite horrific to read and upsetting for the girls as well to read. When you read a post about somebody, for example, uh, Niall, I'm at the end of my tether. I cannot afford to provide for my family. I have 30 quid left in my account after all my bills. At the end of the week, I cannot give my daughter the things she needs. I have a rope in the back of the car. And that is no lie. That is a very typical email that we are getting or a phone call. Ashling is receiving phone calls from people who don't want to come on the air but they want us to raise the issue and they're crying on the phone. Meanwhile politicians are on holidays. Well we're going through this. Oh yeah we'll bring the budget forward one week. One week to deal with it. You'll have to wait till the end of September. End of September is too late. We need to deal with it now. The UK government are in the same situation with rafts of people now going on strike, not accepting a 5% increase in pay. For example, like uh, Royal Mail, who are going to go on strike for four days. You had the rail workers a while ago. The UK, also the civil service in the UK are planning to go on strike, not accepting 5%. They want 10. They want the cost of living increase. They want their wages to match what they're costing them to live. And that's fair. It's fair. I normally wouldn't agree with it because it pushes inflation up even more, but we're going to have to keep going with inflation because, unfortunately, unless the governments of the world do something and step in and do something about the cost of living crisis, mainly the energy, uh, we are in serious, serious trouble because the energy is having a knock-on effect. And I mentioned last night the biggest hypocrisy of the whole thing. Yes, I understand what's happening in Ukraine is an awful tragedy, and it's tragic to watch those scenes on the, on the TV on a nightly basis. But sometimes we cut our nose to spite our face. For example, I mentioned that we won't take Russian oil. Thankfully, we only rely on 20% of the oil. But in saying that, what happens now is Russia sells the oil to India, to China, at discount rates. They then mix it with oil from other countries, they refine it, and they sell it back to the European Union at increased premium prices, which is what we're paying for it at the moment. And to us, that seems like we're doing a good thing. Ah, yeah. But we're not. We're just crippling European citizens. Does that re- is that the answer? 
because I want to know what they can do for you because I know people all over the country today are struggling. They're struggling and they're terrified, terrified for the end of August because when the weather starts to get bad and the light starts to dim, in other words, you're putting on your light sooner, your electricity bills and your gas bills and your oil bills are all going to go up. And they're going to go up so high that you will not be able to afford them. In the UK, they're setting up a protest at the moment to turn off your direct debits. That's how desperate people are. So, I'm asking you a question. If Michal Martin, or as somebody called them the Holy Trinity, if Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar and Eamon Rhyme were standing before you in a room, and it would be easy for you to come on the show today and be abusive. I don't want you to be abusive. I don't want you to abuse anybody or call people names or whatever it is. But if they were standing there and, and they said to Give us one thing that we can do to make your life better. One thing. What would that one thing be that would make your life better right now? The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. What can they do to make your life better? If you're there in front of them, let us know. 087-188-0008. Joe, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? How are you, Niall? Nice to talk to you, Joe. How are you? Thank you for having me on. You're welcome, Joe. I appreciate you giving me your time. No problem. Now, um, I have a few things in my life, you know. I'm married for 47 years, and uh, my wife and myself are pensioners now. Yeah. But unfortunately, two years ago, my wife became very ill. Oh, I'm sorry to hear uh, that, Joe. She um, suffered a, a, a severe hemorrhage. Uh, she spent four months in hospital, and lucky to be with us. She's just here in body, not in mind anymore, you know. I'm so sorry. That must be very difficult for you and for her, Joe. It is very hard and it is very yeah. hard for the family. That's one thing about it, um, mm-hmm. Niall, is that uh, I have a family that I absolutely adore. Okay. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. Without them, uh, I don't think I could. Do you have, have, do you have many yes. chi- Do you have many children, Joe? There's, there's four, Niall. There's four. four and they're okay. absolutely brilliant. There's three boys and a girl and the girl will come back. And she showers my wife okay. three days a week, and uh, yeah. the, boy, the boys come here and they spend their time uh, each evening. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Now I, I know they can't spend an awful lot of time with us for the simple reason to have uh, families of their own. Of course, working. their own responsibilities too. And as well. uh, yeah, yeah. Now, basically, what I, what I'm trying to say, Joe, uh, Niall, is you can call that, me Joe. Uh, you can call me Joe. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that uh, we get uh, 500 euro on the pension. I'm my wife's carer, and I get 131 euro, which I think is a, an absolute insult, you know. Okay. Uh, especially for 24 7, you know. And are, uh, you, are I, you looking out? I know you might be. Are you getting any um, home help coming to the house, sir? Uh, the only home help I'm getting now, uh, Niall, is uh, through the family. Okay. We get, we get the district nurse, uh, which uh, she is available. Uh, just once in 12 months, which is, I think, ridiculous. Once in 12 months? Yes. And she can be contacted if she needed. And, and by the way, I'm not blaming the district house nurse. I'm blaming the HSE for that. So Without one, a doubt. Yeah, one, a doubt. Once, because obviously she's run off her feet. Um, once in 12 months, that's shocking, Joe. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, you know, that'll tell you how far we've fallen in this country. And can I ask you a question if it's not too personal, Joe? How are you managing with your wife, who obviously, ha- you know, she's incapable at the moment? And yeah. how, how are you managing to get her in and out of bed, to get her to shower her, to wash her, yeah. to clean her? The, the, 
There's no problem in that field, uh, Niall. She can get out of bed. Oh, she can, okay. She, she can dress herself. Okay. She uh, She's on uh, nappies. Okay. Um, as for life in general, uh, going out socializing and things, we can't do that no more. No. She don't, she don't want to leave the house anymore. Okay, I understand. Uh, if we go for a drive, she don't want to get out of the car. Yeah. And uh, she feels a little bit insecure doing things like that. She do. Yeah. She do. Yeah, and, I understand. Uh, I, and I understand that part of it too, yeah, like, you know. Of course, of course. And it is, it is very sad. But what I'm trying to say financially, like, you know, we are struggling. Like, you, you've summed it all up there before I came on the phone to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, there are times I'm at my within, like, you know, and I get up some mornings, uh, Niall, and, uh, I just say to myself, you know, is it worth going on? Oh, no. Joe, it is worth going on. It's and, always, it's always and, worth going on, isn't it? Yeah. And I look at it then, and I know the devastation that if i done anything silly, yeah. the devastation that I leave behind. Of course. I, I your, have wife, your wife needs you too. Well, she do. And yeah. that's the big plot. And your family but, needs you as well, Joe. I know, I know yeah. um, that. Uh, now, the only thing about it is, when it comes to it, like you know, I suppose we get selfish in that field. Like, I, you know, know, I know, you, I know. We only want, we only want to wear. Do you like, know what, you know? Joe? I've often felt I, I went through a difficult patch in my life for a few years, and the, that feeling is a horrible feeling. And thankfully, we we snap out of it. You know, and and we see something better, or we we have a future to look forward to, or you know, or something kind of a little light shines and makes us want yeah. to continue on, and that's what we do as human beings because we we self preserve, and I understand how you feel, Joe, because I've been in that situation many times. Yeah. Well, when I say many times, at at a point in my life, I've been in that situation, and it is really difficult. Yeah, I've read I've read some of your your, your stories, uh, uh, Nylia, and. Uh, my heart goes out to you, and uh, you're a very strong, willing person. And you, I try my best. <laughs> you've you've came back from the edge, like you know, mm. and that's that's what I'm trying to do. I, I've sat on the edge, uh, uh, Niall. Yeah. I, I have I have been there, like you know. Yeah. And uh, I thought long and hard about it, you know. Yeah, don't, and, don't um, think like that, Joe. Yeah, like I spent a month in a hospital myself with anxiety and depression. Yeah, uh, this is about seven years ago. I fought it. It's one place I never want to go back to. You know, good to have it, bad to want it. And what but, what do you think is creating that feeling that you have, or that the fe- is it is it the fact that obviously your life has changed dramatically with your wife and your you know in your relationship? And I don't mean your relationship with yeah. your wife, but, you're, but the fact that you don't go out as much, or you can't, or is it the fact that you just can't afford to do these things anymore? Basically, I can't afford to do them things anymore. Like, you know, yeah. and and that, that's another thing. Like, you know, the H or with the um, social welfare and things like rejection is an awful thing. Like, yeah. You know. And what and what what was your career, Joe? What did you work at as a, as a younger man? I worked as a builder all my life, and people say a builder uh, as a builder, like who can be too badly off. I worked just as a labourer. I just yeah. got my week's wages, and I I certainly. Didn't gain anything big from the, the buildings, like or not. Yeah, you never, you my, never, you never became the millionaire. No, no. I did not. I no. wish I, I, if I did, Niall, I wouldn't be talking to you anyway. No, now. probably, you know? probably not. Yeah, if I became yeah. the millionaire, I wouldn't be talking to you either, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but basically, uh, Niall, uh, as I said, it, it, sometimes I'm a, I'm at breaking point, and 
like there's thousands out there like me, but I always say to myself, you look after number one first. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, well, you do have to look after number one because you're no good to your wife and your family if you're not looking no. after yourself. And you know what the most important thing is? And when I met my partner going back four years ago, or five years ago, should I say, and um, the most important thing that she said to me that was a life-changing moment for me, even though it was just one line, is value yourself. Because if you don't value yourself, you, you're never going to value your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there's so much, you know, I know you're saying you're a pensioner now and, you know, and look, sure, I'm not far behind you. I'm 59 next month. So, but in saying that, I've so much to look forward to now in life. Don't get me wrong. I still have a few problems I need to iron out and things I need to fix. uh, And that's still going on. And sometimes you feel like there's so much going on in your head. They feel like these little mice working away in your head and you're trying to push them back so you can think of the good stuff. But yeah. but Joe, your wife is there. She still needs you. You have beautiful and wonderful children who I, I can, from what you're telling me, are as helpful as they can possibly be and they have their own lives to lead as well. But, you, I mean, life is worth living. We only get one shot at it. And it's worth living, Joe. Right to the well, end. Yeah, yeah. Like, as I said, I've, I've uh, settled the age and uh, I've come off of it, like, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's always there, Niall, uh, like, you know, I, you're only talking about it here if you can be above it or below it. Yeah. And do you have grandchildren, no. by the way? I have. Uh, adorable. Adorable. Yeah. Aren't they, aren't they worth it alone? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's what I, I, I say to myself now, Niall, you know. They love their it, granddad. They, they're the ones I get up for now in the morning, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I get up for my wife as well. Like, you know, of course. You yeah. see, that's the other thing about my wife. Niall, we have a beautiful day today now. Yeah. You know. You won't get out of bed until two or three o'clock. Yeah, I know. Because she's not well, yeah. Oh, no, she's not well. And and like as I said, now, going back and going financially is, I applied for fuel allowance. I was not back on that. And why didn't they give you the fuel allowance? Because you can't claim, you you can't claim a pension with with carer's allowance. And a fuel allowance at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So what's, well, then what's the point in giving you the carers allowance? The fuel allowance is probably worth more to you, to be honest with you. That seems ridiculous, uh, doesn't it? Well, it, well, one way or another, you know. Mm. Uh, the other thing then is uh, putting heat and oil in the tank. As I said, I think we'll be in bed early with hot water bottles when the winter come, the way things are, which is sad. Uh, it, even to buy a drum of gas. I'm not coming out here with a poor mouth, you know. No, I know. It's just the total devastation. It's the rejection. But, you know? he, but you're right. Nobody, it's not like that we want to live like kings or lords. Oh, we, no. just, we just want to be able to live comfortably. Yeah, like as I said, like I, I walked, my wife walked and, you know, we walked our butt off. We owe this country nothing. We, 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 we paid our tax. We put up our, our, our stamps and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. We, we like as I said, we own nothing. You know, yeah. we're not looking. We're not looking for much. This is our country, like you know, yeah. this is our country, and I think we're entitled to what we should be getting. You know, the people that's coming into this country, and I'm not being smart in anywhere. The, the the Ukrainians and everything, they have to be helped. They're in a sad, sad state. And my heart goes out to them. You know, absolutely. But at the end of the day, as I said earlier on. You have to look after number one. Number one is us. You know? yeah, I wouldn't and, disagree with you. You know, and uh, 
like basically uh, my, and have you and, have you spoken to have you tried any of your local TDs or counsellors in relation to getting a bit more home help uh, in relation to you know talking about a fuel allowance because I don't understand I well I do understand because I understand the, the rules of the, the way it works but certainly yeah. they can do something for you in relation to the fact that there's just the two of you you're caring for your wife you're only on your pensions and your carer's allowance that you should yeah. be able to get some more yeah. financial help well you see the other thing I tried then Nile is my, my wife's pension, she had no other claim, so I try and claim a fuel alliance through her um, pension, and that was rejected. Do you know what? If you divorced her tomorrow and pretended she was a single a single mother, she'd be able to claim it. Get everything. <laughs> because, yeah. because they yeah. wouldn't take yours into consideration then. Yeah, get, yeah. get, get everything, yeah. No, like, uh, and I don't mean I, that in any disrespect to single parents, I'm just saying it's just that they wouldn't take yours into consideration then. I know, I know, I know. Like, you know, it, like people say to me, like, you know, the, 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 the country is a mess. I said, no, the country is the greatest country in the world. I said, what's wrong is, I said, the people that's running it is a mess. Mm. Who did you vote for, by the way? The people that are running in this country is a mess. Did you, did you vote for them in the last election? Huh? Did you I vote? did. I did, Niall, unfortunately. But they will come again. Yeah. And as I said, about my TDs and my councillors, you might as well be talking to the chair alongside now. Well, Joe, all I can say to you is I don't know what we can do to help, and I, I don't know if there's any uh, people locally. I, I, you will know who your own politicians are and councillors are locally. I would urge them and uh, not just to look in on people like you, Joe, but there's many other Joes around the country and Marys yeah. around the country who are in exactly the similar situation, who are terrified thinking of September uh, when those bills are going to go up. Because as it is, they've gone up by 40 or 50 percent. But we don't really see that yet because it's summer months. So that was clever enough of them to put those bills up during the summer months where we don't really notice it, but we'll notice it in the winter. And it's going to be so much harder. But I'll say to you, Joe, the one thing I will say to you is, that knowing exactly how you feel when you wake up in the morning and have that feeling, life is always worth living. And there is so much to live for, Joe. There really is. And think about it. You only get the one life. We want, what, we live till we're 82 on average? Isn't that what it is, they say? 80, women live a little bit longer, I believe, statistically, 83. I had no idea why. Maybe just because they're cleverer than we are. But they tend to live a little bit longer. And, you know, that 83 years or 82 years of your life is so valuable because you only get one go at it. You know? And correctly, correctly, yeah. No, because like as I said, uh, and I, your grandkids, I, we, your grandkids who probably have you wrapped around their little finger. By the way, can I point out? Uh, at, the, <laughs> at the moment, they have that done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll be able to watch them grow, watch them making their confirmations and communions, and maybe, maybe, maybe live long enough to see them getting married, Joe. And now it's it, it is a great feeling, like. Mm. It is like, you know, it, it, it's a totally different world, like, you know, just to watch them grow, like. You yeah, know? it is. Look at Nile, I appreciate your time and thank you for listening to me. Love the show. You're a top man. Joe, you take care, okay? And if ever you want to talk, you just give me a ring here at the radio station. I think you rang in yesterday initially, so you know the number of the radio station. Yeah, just leave, and a, you, leave a message. Yeah. And if you ever want to have a chat, I'll ring you up after the show anytime you want, Joe, and we can have a chat. You're a total gentleman. Thanks a million. All right, Joe. Thanks very much indeed. Bye bye. See you. There you go, Joe, looking after his very sick wife. And um, obviously, because she's unwell, it's difficult for her to feel secure in going places. And apart from anything else, 
he can't afford to really go places anymore because he's pinned the collar like so many people around the country. And this is what politicians need to hear because the leaders of the world, not just the Irish politicians, are the ones that have people feeling like this. This is not the way you should feel. That man has worked all his life in construction. A hard job, by the way. Tough manual job. Paid his taxes. Paid his PRSI. And now he's begging. He goes begging for money. Can I have a fuel allowance? No, you can't because we give you a carer's allowance and you're not happy with that. No, he's not happy with it. He needs a little bit more. He needs a bit of help. And by the way, Joe is representative of so many people in this country. Some people in a worse situation than he is. And a guy over the last few weeks has been talking to Ashling, and Ashling has been very kind and talking to him, a lovely man. In a very difficult situation, sleeping in the back of his car. I know how that feels. I've been there. I do that. So it's, it can be tough, really tough for people. Uh, the number is 087 Back to the question I was asking you, because of the cost of living crisis, and because of what's happening and the government are away on holidays, which is the last thing they should be doing when we're facing what is historical rates of inflation. Historical since records began. Almost 10%. We've never seen anything like it. People can't afford to survive anymore. They can't afford to be comfortable in their lives anymore. That's wrong. That shouldn't be happening. The rich are getting richer and the middle class and poorer are getting poorer. So what are we going to do about it? The question I've asked you was, Three of them are there, the Holy Trinity. Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar, Eamon Ryan. They're in the room. They're the ones making the decisions. What would you say to them? I don't want you to abuse them. That's not what I want today in the air. I don't want you coming on and calling them names. That's easy to do, isn't it? I want you to just be constructive and say, what can they do for you? Not in September when the budget comes. Right now. 087-188-0008. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. I could feel calls all day because so many people are affected by the cost of living crisis that literally have texts here. Niall, last week I didn't go to work, not because I was on my holidays, but because I couldn't afford diesel for the car. I mean, where do you go from there? Let me go to Andy. Andy, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Andy? Niall, good to talk to you. I, I'm, uh, I hope you're enjoying the sunshine. Ah, I'm doing my best. Doing my best, Andy, to, to sit out in it every now and again if I get a chance. I, I, I want to thank you for the way you uh, have spoken to Joe. And uh, like Joe and uh, like yourself, I walked on the edge a few years back and actually went over it. So I've been sort of given a second chance in life, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. I, don't know, I, know, that, I know that feeling being given a second chance in life, to be so, honest with you. But, but, what, what I, a rethink. What I, yeah, what, 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 I, what I, I say to myself sometimes in, in, in my darkest moments, Niall, is uh, the darkest moments of our lives are not to be buried and forgotten. Rather, they're a memory to be called upon for inspiration, to remind us of the unrelenting human spirit and our capacity to overcome the intolerable. Into- and, and that's that's a wonderful quote, by the way. And do you know what? We do have an in- unbelievable capacity to, I suppose, overcome the darkest parts of our lives and the and the hardest, toughest parts of our lives. But I was only talking to Ashton about this this morning. We were talking about a, a mutual friend of ours, and the the human mind is so delicate, and, and at any point it can just crack. And Definitely. there are so many people across the country 
that are now at cracking point because the things that depress us and the things that get us down is not being able to provide for our families, is not being able to, you know, get the things that we need. And I don't mean the things we want, the things we need, you know, and, and it's not being able to do all those things that we should, that, that we should take for, we should be able to take those things for granted. There, there's certain things that can be done, Niall, and uh, the, the question you asked, what would we, what would we, if we were standing in front of the... Yeah, what would you say to the Holy Trinity? Well, the Holy Trinity... Well, uh, but that's I, what I call them, by the way. I don't mean to yeah, disrespect any yeah, religious people, yeah, by the way. Yeah, but the, I, I, I couldn't say what I call them uh, on, on, on national radio. Uh, and I, but that's easy to do to abuse them anyway, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The first thing we could do is, is the cost of petrol and diesel. And you've raised this many times, like, uh, Niall, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, the petrol has gone up and diesel has gone up 41% and 45%. Uh, uh, and it actually works out 66% more dear than it was in 2020. That's right. And you look at the taxes, the taxes that the government get. I'm just looking at the, the, the prices, the pump price, say, and the price before taxes are added is 98.07 for petrol and 110 for diesel, right? Now, the excise, uh, Joey, is six, 62.77 for petrol uh, uh, in excise, Joey, and this NORA, which is another carbon tax, is two cents and the VAT at twenty three percent works out at thirty seven point four five. So the total taxes for each liter of, of uh, for petrol is one hundred and two uh, uh, one or two and ninety one uh, Yeah, almost the same as the cost of coming out of the refinery. Yeah, almost. And as you yeah. said before, you've quoted many times that the that the price of crude oil hasn't actually increased uh, in the last twenty well, the, years. The price of crude oil has actually gone down a good bit. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. The problem is. Is not the oil because you could walk into you know you could go to Iraq with a bucket and spade and find find oil under the ground. There's no yeah. shortage of oil. Uh, it's stacked up in barrels everywhere. But the problem is refining it, and yeah. we have closed down so many refineries. Don't get me wrong; what's happening in Ukraine is having a massive effect on that too. But we've closed down so many refineries because a lot of investors didn't invest in refineries because of uh, climate change policies uh, by a lot of uh, leaders around the world. Now, of course, that hasn't affected China and India, who are building refineries like they're going out of fashion. Um, so that's why they're the ones now exporting all the oil is yeah. uh, in China and India, and they're selling it at premium price, and they're buying it at discounted rates from Russia and places like that. So it's well, all it's forget, all a circle, isn't it? A vicious yeah. circle. Don't forget, we closed down all our peat burning power stations, uh, yeah. and are dependent on, on on gas and coal at the moment. And what has happened now? If we get a really severe bad winter, there's a, more than likely the possibility we were going to have power cuts. We will have. I, I, I have no doubt that although the government are saying they don't want to scaremonger, that there's a plan in place that we will have rationing of diesel, petrol, electricity and all those things probably in the wind if we get a bad winter, as you say. If we, if we, when we close down all, all, all the, power, all the people on power stations and that, China decided to build 21 more coal-fired power stations. Mm. Now, as far as I know, uh, the, the, the air circulates all around the planet. For our, our little, for, for, for the, the little bit of carbon we produce is uh, what zero point zero nine of the world's uh, that China is. The, yeah, is and, the, and you know what? I, do, I don't want to get into a debate today about who believes and what we effect we have on the planet and all that. That's yeah. not the debate. The debate is at this very moment in time we have to look after the citizens in our own country uh, and, partic- elected, and and Europe as well. Okay. Yeah, so, we, we we elected we elected uh, our, our politicians. To uh, govern us and to look after the citizens of Ireland, right? Ireland first, right? 
Now, uh, uh, we, we have a housing crisis, and what does the government decide to do? We'll bring in 40,000 uh, uh, Ukrainian refugees and many more thousands from the Middle East and Africa and everywhere else. And by, and by the way, Andy, I don't, I, I, I don't want to get too much into this, right, because that we could go down a rocky road there, right? Well, I have right. no problem with helping as many people as we could possibly afford to do, right? But yeah. like everybody else, including many politicians who are afraid to say it, we should have put a cap on the numbers. Of course, we can only, there's a limit yeah, to what we, we can do. Yeah, we have enough houses for the people that, that, that are already. Absolutely, absolutely. So and at this moment in time, there should be um, a cap, or there should be certainly a moratorium put on any uh, immigration into or migration into Ireland, because be at this very moment in time, we don't have the, we don't have the capacity to help anybody else unless people we, are desperate. We, of course, we don't have the and we. Of the, the health service to even cope for what we have. No. Okay, so I, I think that's part of the problem. We have too many people that we're trying to look after at the moment. But in saying that, the other part of the problem is the cost of living. And okay, so final question for you, Andy, because I need to go to Joanna just before I go to the break. Yeah. In relation to the cost of living, if there was something in that budget, if we could bring the budget forward another month, because it should have been brought forward another month, what's the one thing that you think would make a difference to your life or help your life? Well, uh, definitely, uh, definitely, uh, what what the, the Stop. Lucky enough, I'm in a rural area and I can still get turf and, and, and heat my house, which is going to cost me very little oil, like, you know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. You're, you're so, one of the lucky ones, yeah. Okay. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm trying to actually stop us from, from actually cutting our turf, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'll just give you a quick quote. Uh, a couple of years ago, the cost of heating my house with two plots of turf worked out at 180 euros mm. for the year. Now, for the year. That's now, okay. I, and I think we could all live with that. We can all live with that if, if people... It's, it's just common sense, Niall. And actually, for, again, when the country is in a mess, and you, uh, if, I were running a, a, if we were running a company and we had all these problems and we said, look, we're going to take eight weeks' holidays, what would you think would it be uproar? You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be head of the company for too much longer. Could you, could you imagine if my listenership figures were on its knees, for example? Thankfully, they're not. They always go up. But if you yeah. imagine, they're not, and I turned around to the boss and said, listen, I'm taking eight weeks' holidays. He said, yeah, grand, yeah, don't come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you an extended holiday for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy, lovely talking to you again. i got to go to Joanna before the break. Thanks, Andy. Uh, uh, Joanna, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Joanna? I'm not too bad. How are you? Good. Now, you believe, oh, oh, well, you tell me what you believe are the, the kind of issues that need to be dealt with right now. Well, for me, uh, probably number one would be housing and then it would be uh, services for children with disabilities. Okay, yeah. Um. If I was, if uh, I am brave enough, now, but if I had people with me, I'd be up there standing there demanding their P45s, mm-hmm. to be totally honest with you. I think we're crazy. We're doing nothing. We're paying these people to make us suffer. That's what we're doing. There's no accountability. No but, here, but here's the thing, and I, I think about this, I say the same thing all the time, Joanna, but fa- failing them being there, right, so who else is there? What's the alternative? Well, yeah. The alternative, I don't know. Maybe we just need to make up a new party of uh, just the ordinary citizens that want to really tackle the issues because mm-hmm. this, this, this crowd don't care. They actually don't care. Eamon Ryan is the only trade keeping this government in place and they're doing everything to placate him. And if you Google him, he's a multimillionaire with his bicycle business. These people don't understand hardship. They don't know what it's like to have have a, a grandchild that you know has something wrong with him and you have to fight for years to get help for her. 
So you're saying they're they did, so the, so what you're saying to me is that as people who are on good money because they are on good money because that's yeah. what politicians get and many of them have their own sidelines and businesses too where Absolutely. they make money. You're saying they're disconnected from ordinary people and don't they, understand totally the problems you have. Yeah. They can they can afford they can afford to go to private consultants and get their children help. Okay? Mm-hmm. And oh I'm sorry I'm upset but I just my granddaughter what they've done to her. You know? And what's what's wrong with your granddaughter, Joanna? She she has a learning disability. Okay. She's dyspraxia. She's very bad O C D. Okay. And for years I was saying, Yeah, there's something else there and then when this COVID carry on started, she stopped going to she was in a special school. She stopped going because of the O C D. She couldn't use the toilets because she's washing her hands constantly. Her hands are raw from washing her hands. So and we were guaranteed, guaranteed, except I made a mistake. I didn't get it in writing. We were guaranteed if it came back that she had ADHD, that she would get home tutoring. It's a year. A year. She hasn't got an hour. She hasn't got 10 minutes of it. She's living in a house with no heating. I've been on to you about this before. We've said I've got private plumbers to go up there. And they can't access the boiler because it's a communal boiler and the council won't allow them. So she's living in the house with no heating. She's in the bathroom for, could be two hours, washing her, scrubbing her hands. No one else in the family can use the bathroom. And they don't care because it's not their children. So you believe it was, if it was their children, they'd be going to private psychotherapists and child psychologists? Uh, and Sure, of course. They would, and, they would, yeah. and they would be living in mansions and they wouldn't be living in, in substandard accommodation and they wouldn't be putting out, um, oh, oh, everybody's welcome here, we will look after you when they're treating their own like this. And my son is out working, paying taxes for them to treat his child like this. These people in this country want to wake up. We're being overrun. Our human rights are being totally taken away from us. Just because they want to be the good boys in Europe and all to placate Eamon Ryan and his green agenda. And no one seems to care of the damage it's doing to families and it's doing to children. So, or children. So the point is that you would be happy enough with all the other stuff if they looked after what you believe the priorities are. And the priorities, the priorities are, yeah. are yeah, housing and disability, access access to disability services, etc., etc. So all those things should be right before you start looking at you know, helping other people. Yeah. Help. Like we have people. I was on to you months ago. My own son was homeless and still is effectively. Mm-hmm. I told I was on to you. They're both working. And I remember you, tell, I remember you telling me about yeah. them. Yeah. He's yeah. given an extension now that he's going to travel the world for a bit and they can stay. But they have no lease so he can put them out anytime. And they're both out working, paying taxes all their lives to be t- treated like this. So I, I worry at night about their situation. Then what they're doing to my... My my other son's child, but they don't care because it doesn't impact them. Theirs are looked after. Well, then, in, in your eyes, the only way out of this is to change the government, because it Absolutely. does. Because I don't think they're going to change. And they're not. And but and unfortunately, I really, really did think at one stage that she's saying more the. We're, we're kind are, of they, are they any better, really, or would, would, would they be any better in the if Sinn no. Fein were in charge? Do you think it would be any better? No, because they've they've openly come out and stated they're in favour of open borders, so they have no problem with flooding the country with with people. And we're we're bringing. And by the way, I, I have no issue with people coming from war torn countries or refugees, and I believe we should support people if we can afford to support people. But I do have an issue with an open border system because we have immigration laws. 
Absolutely. Which are, which are being ignored, by the way. What anyone tell you? Yeah. Right? I know it's been abused. My husband's a bus driver and he tells me every day of the week it's been abused. They're getting on with passports that are out of date. Demanding on buses for free. And I'm the nicest person in the world. But sorry, there is some out there that are abusing it now. No, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Joanna, I'm running short of time. I have to go into a break. Listen, thank you very much, Dean. And I hope uh, your daughter gets the services that she needs. It sounds like a shocking, shocking situation to be in. And she's right. We need to be looking after the vulnerable of society, the disabled, because there is no service. This, when I say there's no services, they lack they're inadequate. The number's 087-188-0008. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. By the way, there was a message in from somebody there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they uh, like the idea that I said you should value yourself and you should value yourself. I've just read your whole message. I can't read it all out on the air now. And apart from anything else, I don't want to identify you. But if I was you, I would get away from that person uh, because that person doesn't value you. I'm just saying that that's entirely up to you. But from what you've told me, my heart goes out to you. And I know the situation exactly that you're in, by the way. So please value yourself and get out of that situation. Um, Tom, you're in Ireland's Classic Kits. How are you doing, Tom? How are you, Noel? Um, just a quick one there. You know, I know inflation, right, it happens and it happens in economic cycles and things like that. But as much of a problem problem as it is, there are much bigger problems facing this country, and uh, such as housing. You know, I'm a man, middle-aged. I've come from humble beginnings, worked my ass off since 15 years of age, uh, went from no education to postgraduate education, and I still have nothing to show for it. I've been paying taxes all my life. I'll never own my own home. I'm paying extortionate rents. Much is uh, how much? Can I ask how much your rent is? Yeah, one thousand eight hundred per month for a three-bedroom house, a former council house. Yeah, I was. Reading, I was looking at the paper today. They were talking about the rental rates around the country at the moment, or they're just astronomical. Like it's it's it's, it's I don't, I don't, not it's sustainable. Not even affordable. I mean, a thousand eight hundred for a person on an average industrial wage is it's just not affordable. No, no, with pennies. Like oh, I'm a working man. As I say, I'm I'm doing a job, a professional job, that I should be, look. I don't want a house on Killiney Hill. I just want to live a normal life, even own my own home anywhere at this stage. I wouldn't be. I grew up in in the Coolock area, so I'm not. I know it well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so what I'm saying is, like, even someone in my position hasn't got a hope of ever owning their own home now. But you, but that is it, not sustainable. On your, on your wage, and I don't want to know what your wage is, you say it's, a, it's an industrial wage, right? An average industrial wage, yeah. right? You should be able to own your own home. You should be able to have a holiday a year and an okay car in the garden. Do you know what I mean? That's what you should yeah. have on your wage. I'll tell you what I have instead is paying extortionate rent. I have a 14-year-old car and not a hope of going on a holiday anytime soon. That's where I am. And, you know, people have brought up immigration there. I was listening to your show. It definitely is an issue, Noel. Um, just to give some credence to what I'm going to say, I hold postgraduate qualifications in construction economics and real estate economics. So I kind of understand the drivers within the real estate market. Yeah. And without a doubt in Ireland, without a doubt, immigration is the main driver of excess demand in the market and excess demand in the market causes a spike in price because it's scarcity. You know, there's a scarcity of property. So, of course, if you have 10 Supply people bidding for one house. Supply of course, yeah, of course, yeah. You yeah. know, so that, that's where we're at. And, yeah, the floodgates are still open. We're talking thirty to 40,000 net per year, people coming into this country. It's insane. I mean, I, I remember having a discussion many years ago with an, an economist in relation to the population. And Ireland could sustain a population of 10 million people over time. Over a long period of time, yeah. we could we, we did have a population of ten million. By the way, if we go back to famine times, but it, but in saying that we could get it up to ten million, but you would have to build the infrastructure slowly, the housing slowly, Look, like over no twenty or thirty more. years. There's no yeah. planning. It's just 
open the door, let everybody in, and we'll figure it out afterwards. That's not uh, that, how that, you can run a country. That can't, that's going to cause civil strife. It's coming. It's coming. This can't continue. And I'm, but, but I, I, I'm not. I don't want to come across like here. I'm not having a go. Say at Ukrainian refugees or whatever it is. And and look, we should. De- I I always say this when I watch those scenes on television at night time. It's horrendous to see what's happening to Where Ukrainian possible, people. Noel, Absolutely. Possible, Noel. Absolutely. Cold hard logic too. You know, nothing about. Ah, there should have been. There should have been a cap. Put everybody knew that know. there should have been a cap put on the number of say twenty thousand from the very very start. And the idea that we're still then allowing anybody and everybody to wander into this country and nobody ever gets deported. It's just getting silly now at this stage. It is silly, and do you know what it is? Though it's the, the three stooges you mentioned earlier on. Not to insult them, but you just did. They're not. Well, you know, I think it's just, it's fair in this instance. The situation is that thirty seconds, Tom. Thirty seconds. Go sorry, on. they don't care about this country or the people of this country. Their career is. Well, they, well, they, well, they, well, they will tell you they do, and I just obviously want to because they don't. That's on the air. Can speak louder and more to like. A, if, if, if so, if my missus told me she loved me and then she went off for another fella, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't believe her. So, <laughs> Tom, know. on that note, I'm going to leave because I've run out of time. Thanks very much indeed. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.